0: Thank you for listening to this week's message from New Day Community Church in Vandalia. We hope this message encourages and blesses you. Look us up and contact us at newdaycommunity.org. dot org. All right, so um, come with me if you, if we want if you want to live is kind of this uh, series that we're talking about. We were in South Africa, like Sarah mentioned, and um, we were on a college campus. Doing some ministry, just talking with people. And <clears throat> when, when we arrived there, you know, you gotta get that courage up to go out and talk to someone. And, and I was sitting there just like, God, please just show me who do you want me to go talk to? And a guy walks by with a blue t shirt that says Detroit on it. <laughs> And I'm sitting there in South Africa going, okay, God, (laughs) Detroit, I get it. (laughs) That was pretty clear. So, so I, he was walking, he had earphones in, and I kind of chased him down and walked beside him for a second and then tapped him on the shoulder and said hi. And, um, he was really curious what we were doing. I mean, he heard the accent, so I think the accent kind of helps, you know. People are like, oh, you're not from this these parts. You know, you're from other places. But I said, hey, your T-shirt, I'm actually from that place where that city is in the United States. And so we just struck up a conversation. Very quickly, though, he offered me some information. He said, you know what? I've had uh, I had an anxiety attack two years ago, and it's completely crippled me. I've had this pain in my side, just this intense pain in my side for two years ever since then. And he said, I have not slept well, at all, ever since that anxiety attack. And so I'm like, alright, clearly, God, you've got the, you've got this whole thing set up, right? So, Detroit shirt and, and these, these problems. So we kind of go off to the side and just talk a little bit more. And then I said, hey, can I, can I pray for you? You know, can I pray for the pain and the sleep? And, and I said, well, you know, how bad is the pain, you know, on a scale of one to ten? Like, is ten being the worst and one being it doesn't hurt at all? How bad is the pain in your side? And he said, oh, as soon as we started talking, the pain went away. Mm. So, here's my challenge to you to start off today. Let's let God out of the box. Let's not expect a limited God Let's expect an unlimited God. Let's expect that when we walk into the room, the atmosphere changes. That let's expect that when we um, are just around people, that actually things change. Because so we've got this Holy Spirit in us, and He is begging to come out. He like wants to come out with everything. And and it's kids, it's adults, Doesn't matter where you're at. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit is like, come, just like, let me out. Like, just open your mouth. and Or just walk into the room and let it happen. So I want to encourage you guys, even today, all right, if, you, if there's pain in your body, all right, Holy Spirit's here right now. And so let's just have an expectation that that pain can go, that that sickness can go. Even as nobody, la- I didn't lay a hand on that guy. I did not pray for him at all. And that thing went away. And so let's expect that. So I did pray for his um, sleeping. And he found me on Facebook two days later and said, Seth, I had the best night's sleep the last two nights that I've had in the two years since I had that anxiety. Let's just praise God for that. Isn't that awesome? It's so good. It's so good. It's time we start. We become believing believers we need to be believing believers right we call ourselves believers. come on preach <laughs> we call ourselves believers but lots of times the things that jesus says in the bible we actually aren't believing we actually don't expect those things to happen so matthew talks about so what i'm going to do is i'm going to lay a foundation of what jesus said for us to do what our goal is when we're here all right he said as you go Proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. So he's talking to the 12 disciples here. And he's saying, listen, guys, this is life. This is what we do. This is normal life. And just because we don't see this every day... It's not a lack on God's part because he's ready to do this every day of our lives. He's waiting to come and do it. So he's talking to the twelve. And then in Luke 10, now he's talking to the seventy two. After this, the Lord appointed seventy two others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So you guys have heard that verse. It's an invitation to each one of us. It's an invitation to be a worker in the harvest field. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers. Heal, here you go again. Look at this. Heal the, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come to you, come near to you. So the, the, the acts, the works of the Father sometimes precede an opportunity to actually say, hey, you know what, when you got healed right there, That's the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God coming. And so we can take steps of faith and take steps of risk. God backs us up. Things happen. And then we're like, here's what that is. Here's what just happened to you. It's Jesus Christ who just happened to you. All right. Then in verse 17, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. So you kind of get the feeling that they were going out like, I'm not quite sure how this thing's going to work. Like, you're telling us to heal the sick. You're telling us to cast out demons. They went out and did it in faith and they came back and they're like, oh my gosh, Jesus, it was exactly how you said. And that's the same for us. Today is a day of challenging you and inspiring you. We're going to tell you some stories about some things that we've seen and we've been a part of. And it's going to be, we're going to. We're going to challenge each other to go out and to do it, to actually do what Jesus asked us to do. All right. So in Mark, you notice lots of different places. Jesus is laying this foundation of going, go into all the world, preach the gospel, which is good news. Right. You've heard that before. The gospel is good news. It's what we live every day. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. We want to be believing believers. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. They will, And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people and the sick people will get well. After the Lord had spoken to this, so these are the last words that Jesus said before he left. After Jesus had spoken this, To them, he was taken up into heaven. He sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples, what did they do? What did they do? They went. They went and did it. And preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied. So he confirmed what he had spoken by the signs that they followed. But by the signs that followed them. So signs and wonders actually follow us. That's who we are. That's what we're created to be. We're created to be people that impart life into other people. That love people unconditionally. So then what happens next? Maybe. Next. That's weird. What's it saying? Alright. So then in Acts... What happens in the first and second chapters of Acts? Anybody know? First and second chapters of Acts. We get filled with the Holy Spirit, right? The disciples got filled with the Holy Spirit. And it wasn't just the 12. It wasn't just the 72. But Jesus was filling this huge group of people that were waiting in the upper room for Him. He, filled, he said, I go away so the Holy Spirit can come. In the same Holy Spirit, that was in Jesus is now in us. Jesus was fully man and fully God. Which means that we have an obligation because Jesus didn't do things that He did as God. He did them as a man. And we're all men and women, right? So that means we have the same power and authority that, that was in Jesus to do what Jesus did. So we've been given that same thing. So we actually as men, Jesus did it as a man, we are men, so we can do it. We can do the same thing with that Holy Spirit put in us. We can we can heal the sick. We can raise the dead. It's the problem isn't on Jesus's part, on God's part. We we're going to we need to take on this responsibility and do what he's asked us to do. And guys, we've seen just God working in amazing, awesome and powerful ways. And um, let's see, is there anything else I want to share before? Oh, my slideshow died. Oh, it's good. Uh da, 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 da. yeah, so this is the Acts verse. Okay, so I'll wait on that. Alright, so just this is not an this is an area where I am asking for help from God. <laughs> Alright? The Holy Spirit is what? The helper. So we can ask for help oh, isn't that great? (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) It's like when Paul talks about he's pressing onward, right? He's moving forward. He's not looking at what's behind, but looking at what's ahead. And like, that's where I'm at, even with this reaching out and talking to people about Jesus and and just um, praying for the sick and, and just loving on people unconditionally. I need the help of God. I desperately need it. And this is an area that is not necessarily a strength of mine, but I, this is what I've realized as I've, as we've spent a year at Bethel and I've been pressing in, God, I just want more of you. God, I just want to connect with you more. God, I want to know your love more and understand your heart for me more. I've realized that there's a missing piece of my Christianity. There's a missing piece of just being someone who shares my faith. There's a lot of cultures that, that is just a part of who you are when you become a Christian. It's a part of the discipleship, it's just what you do. And I think that we talk about it, but I can know, I know from my, my life, I talk a lot more about it than I actually do it. <laughs> and so I'm being challenged in this area, as I want you to be challenged in this area. To, to ask God for help. Ask for the helper. Right? You know what the other thing the Holy Spirit is? What else is the Holy, the promise of the Holy Spirit? What else is the comforter? Good. And what's the other thing? Teacher. Yep. Counselor. Boldness. Right? Talks in the New Testament all the time. Peter, filled with the Spirit, you know, of boldness. With boldness he spoke. The Holy Spirit is someone who it brings us boldness, courage to do the, the things that God's asked us to do. So I'm like, God, I want boldness. I need that courage. And I want to uncap this area of my life that I've kind of put to the side. I've kind of pressed down a little bit. I realize that I want that to be a main part of my life, not just a secondary part of my life or a tertiary part of my life. I want it to be, that is who I am. I'm someone that that preaches the gospel, that shares the love of God. And the thing is, It's just love that we need to pour out of us. There's if if there's one other thing that I've learned when I've been at Bethel, it's let's not strive. Let's not put all this pressure on ourselves to make things happen. But we just ask for God's help and he makes a way. He's amazing. He's amazing. And. Let's not condemn ourselves when we felt like God said to do something and then we didn't do it. Let's not let the enemy go. You're terrible. You're never going to be able to do it. You're never going to be able to take a risk and step out in faith. Let's go, man, God, I heard you. You asked me to do this. I recognized your voice. Take take the positives that there are out of it. And then go, all right, God, next time, just help me to take a step of faith. Help me to take that risk. We say risk is faith is spelt R-I-S-K. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Faith is spelt by risk. And so we definitely need to take risks.
1: All right. Yeah, so um we went to, we had the the privilege of going to South Africa in March, uh, with a great team of people. And um how many of you heard Aaron Mueller's awesome message last week? So good, wasn't it? And he talked about it was so funny, we were sitting there listening to his message and he was talking all about, you know, lions and how this woman had gone to the lion park and we knew exactly what he was talking about because we had gone to a lion park. This was our day off. Um, we, we had an evening meeting to go to. We had a really packed schedule the whole time we were there. But for this one afternoon, we went to this lion park, which I thought would be more like a zoo. But in South Africa, it's really a safari. You, you take your car, whatever car you have. We had this mini bus and, um, and you drive miles and miles and miles through land where there are animals. And lots of animals. We saw so many. And uh, this one section, they have to keep the lions separate because they don't want them to be predators over the other animals. But we go in this kind of massive fenced area where there's like a whole tribe of lions. And, and this one in particular was not happy that our driver pulled right up to it while it was napping. And it had to get up, and it really showed its <laughs> its emotion. Not happy with us. Um, but there was an amazing moment where the lion was kind of facing this other car, and the lion was taller than the other car. And uh, it was us and this road and the other car, the other car, and the lion was right in the middle. And the lion was like, "Should I go this way? Should I go this way? There's a bus this way. There's a car this way. You know." But there was this moment where the 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 car and the lion were just standing, looking at each other. And the lion was bigger than the car. I have a picture I can show you. But then the lion just decided to go into the grass. It was like oh, I have to take the grass and not the path. It was not, it was not happy. We woke him up, and then that happened. It was a bad day, but <clears throat> it was really amazing. But what happened was <clears throat> we were we were experiencing you know all these animals kind of driving around. Um, but the but there's a section of the park where you get out of your car and you walk around. There are, you know, big cages, and, and there's um, some baby animals you can actually go in and pet and and play with. So baby lions and all that stuff. It was really fun. So we're walking around, and our leaders ended up um, kind of talking to these teenage girls who thought their accent was really cool, wanted to take a picture with them because they were from America, random. But um, they one of the girls had a sore throat, and so our leader offered to pray for her sore throat and she got healed. Then she started prophesying over her, giving her a word, asked her, you know, can I share this word, and this girl said yes, and then her friend was there, and they were crying. It was really impacting their hearts. Their friends came up. They said, you should have them tell you what God's saying for them. It's amazing, and their friends were getting prophetic words. Then we walk up, and, and some of the kids were coming up to us asking us for words. There was apparently a group of 70 students that were from Cape Town visiting Johannesburg for a singing competition which is why the girl was upset because her throat she was nervous about the singing competition so she was healed it was awesome um so so 70 kids were there and so word started spreading among this this group of 70 kids and our 16 um team came together just kind of you know one by one we're kind of what's going on here you know and all these teenagers are just coming up to us asking because they want to get a word you know and and in the the first i think 15 minutes one boy got saved he gave his life to jesus and in tears he was just asking us to give us more of what god was saying about him cuz they were so encouraged they were experiencing the presence right between the baby water buffalo and the baby leopard we were just having this moment and the group was growing and you know more and more things were happening kids were getting healed some um were just getting you know an experience they were having with jesus right there and then it started raining and we knew rain was coming. We were just praying for the rain to come at the exact right time. And so we didn't in the moment think this was perfect, but it was because we kind of all started running to the nearest shelter and we ended up in the snake house where as we were running, we were prophesying to the kids, just come with me. Let's go this way. Um, and, and in the process, the teacher of this group um, found out that we were a group from, from Bethel and she was beside herself because she's a Christian and she loves Bethel. I mean just loves Bethel. And so, so as we're in this snake house she's like get that one that guy right there he's a leader and he's hard to the lord but he needs the lord so can you prophesy over him and like go this this one they're really amazing and they you know and so she was like facilitating the whole thing it turns out that the day before some of the kids now a high percent of south africans are, are christian the level of christianity is kind of um at a surface level but there's a lot of people who are christians so there was some kids telling their testimonies to other kids and she was there kind of watching and facilitating a little bit. And then she said, Lord, what should I do? Should I keep going with this? And he said, actually, you can stop now because tomorrow I'm going to send someone to help you. Little did she know a team of 16 people from Bethel would be at the line Park and and just having this moment. So she was so excited because the Lord had even said this. What It was confirming what the Lord was saying so do you want to hit the next because so this is the snake house and um there was reptiles and all behind glass and we just thought what a prophetic sign that was that in the snake house these kids are getting you know a a major encounter with the lord uh so we spent about an hour and a half while it was hailing and raining outside in this in this long hallway of reptiles (laughs) um ministering to these kids i mean the stories. I could go on and on about the stories. Um, but after you know a while, it stopped. The sun came out. We all went outside. Gathered the kids around. Presented a gospel message. Uh, Thirteen kids ended up giving their lives to Jesus. We all prayed for them to get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then we did a fire tunnel as they walked to their bus, which they were super excited about. And uh, it was just a crazy experience. Just even the timing of everything was perfect. God totally lined it up. It was a divine appointment in every way. And it's just amazing to see how you know one little conversation, you know about you know an encounter and a sore throat, led to. All of this, you know, who knew how God was going to work that day? And I just want to encourage all of us that if we're, you know, anywhere and there's this in an encounter that the Holy Spirit will indicate to us, you know, when's the right time to press into this conversation and just maybe see it go somewhere? Who knows what God can do? You know, and I think just breaking our limited ideas or even our fear that, that God could actually do something in a moment with little old me, you know, who knows what he can do? So just kind of op- let's open up our minds and just be, be available to the Lord. You never know when an exchange can, can happen. Um, yeah, so another uh, time was so funny. Back at Reading, we, I was doing a city service project as a part of our school with Iris Ministries. We were at our friend's house and uh doing some work and i i just saw out the window this woman walking by she was kind of doing the exercise fast walk thing and uh i just felt the lord say go talk to her and um I just debated for a minute. Oh, she's walking. I'm kind of busy right now, Um, looking for my shoes, kind of not being able to find them. And she was fast walking, and I didn't know where she was going. And I just thought I just gotta go. So I bolt out the door in my socks, and um, I I kind of find her around the corner, and kind of a little bit of a chase down type of deal. And uh, she, I just said, "Hi, ma'am. I I just saw you. I was at my friend's house. I saw you walking, and I." Felt like God told me when I saw you. I just felt the lo- the love of the Lord for you, and I felt like He told me to come talk to you. She bursts into tears, and for like minutes, she can't stop crying, and she's just just you know really feeling her feelings. <laughs> I did not I did not know quite what to do because there had been no talking except for that, and then tears, and she can't talk, and so I'm just standing there, and um, oh sorry, oh you know kind of like patting her shoulder a little bit and i just was like well i don't know what's going on but i know that that god is basically wanting to let you know that he is there for you cry some more cry some more and and then basically i get the story out that she had been in a a serious car accident uh, months earlier and it was with a semi and the company that the semi is uh, was with is suing her for $70,000, the, the price of the semi. And she was in court the day before. So it's like really weighing heavy on her. She was miraculously not injured along with her son and her son's friend. And, um, so this is like all going on. And then, and then her, the son that was in the car accident's mom recently passed away. And all these crazy, really like ginormous things were happening in her life that were really difficult. And she just said, I don't know what's going on. Um, and then after talking a little bit, she said she had been raised in a Pentecostal church growing up. And then she went into the army and she kind of turned her back on God and never went back to the Lord. So she was feeling like this is punishment and that God was basically punishing her. So it was so amazing to be able to explain that God loved her and that he just wants to walk along with her in all of this and that he wants to lift the heavy burdens. And I was just really like sowing hope into her heart. And by the end of it, I mean, I prayed with her, hugged her, you know, and she was just like, I can't believe it's taken someone to run out in their socks to, to help me know that Jesus really does love me. And And it was the most beautiful moment. And we had kept in touch after that. And you know, she, she was so encouraged and who knew that this woman walking by, what she was going through that day, she looked fine to me, you know. I would have had no idea that she was having all that going on. And it just took like this little moment of the Lord kind of coming in and just expressing a little bit of love for her to be able to really experience His love. And so just, You know, like all of us being willing, I think in that moment, it was definitely a moment of inconvenience, you know, (laughs) for me in one sense. But you just have to listen to the Lord. It does take boldness. And I'm telling you, sometimes it's such a battle, you know, to just do what the Lord's telling you to do. And sometimes I'm just, like, struggling with that. But it so pays off. It's just worth it. It's so worth it. And sometimes I, it helps me when I say, what do I have to lose, Really? I, I will probably, this will probably take five minutes, and what do I really have to lose? You know, nothing. And I, I kind of have to, I fight with myself a little bit when those moments come, but it's so worth it. Uh, when we were in Germany, uh, we, we visited so many ministries and so many churches, but this, this ministry really blessed my heart. I mean, I think we were so impacted. Um, this is a place called the House. Which means house of bread in, in German, and this is a building. There's there's several stories, They're like four or five stories, and these three single moms, they they've rented out the whole place. They live with their children in the the floors above, and this this main floor is a, a ministry, an outreach center for their city. They serve hot meals and good food at least three times a week, and they have a healing room in the back where they have You know, music going and they pray for people for healing and, um, and they have people coming in like homeless people and kind of the down and outers and they just love on them and their kids are just all a part of the ministry. They have had drug addicts. They have had so many people. They've been doing it for about two and a half years. And when we were there, it was so amazing to see how people were a part of the ministry and helping who had come and given their lives to Jesus, been discipled, and are now serving and discipling others. They had a, a night where we heard all these testimonies where they had done a treasure hunt, like an evangelism event in their city. They saw deaf ears open. They saw, like, three people come to Jesus just that day. And, and the, the people who are, who are doing this are former drug dealers, f- former esoterics and New Agers, I mean, they are, like, really transformed. And then we, like, there was three or, or four people who were just with them in their community who had come in, who were just there, who had not gotten saved yet. But you know the saying, like, treat them like they're a Christian until they are one? <laughs> they do that there. And these these two guys gave their lives to Jesus, like, the night we were there. It was the, the most beautiful thing to be a part of. And I, we were just blown away. There was actually an article in the paper um, in their city about a man who had come to this place. He was homeless and uh, an alcoholic, and he had just kind of really wasted his life. And um, he had come here, and he would given his life to Jesus. He got delivered from alcoholism. He was from Poland, and he ended up finding a friend from Poland that he had been friends with for years, and they ended up getting married and starting a new life together. And it was such a dramatic story that the paper posted it and it said like something about happy ending like what a beautiful happy ending and it's because of the love these three single moms are pouring out on all these people and it's amazing because you think single moms are I mean they have a lot going on and they are in some ways these are the people that are limited and don't have a lot of resource but to see them come together and 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 make their whole life they're building their whole life around serving and building their whole life around this, you know, and some people are called to that. Some people are not. You know, but it's just it's just so it was so amazing to see such a fruitful ministry by these three women creating family and a healthy place for these people to come in.
0: Isn't that awesome? That is so awesome. So in Romans two four it says Oh Or do you show contempt for the riches of His kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? The kindness of God leads us and other people to repentance. And we talked about the Holy Spirit in each one of us, right? So that means the kindness of you, your kindness, your love, lead people to repentance. I think one of the things that I've really taken on is no matter what interaction I have with people, I want them to know the love of God. Doesn't matter if I pray for them and they don't get healed. Doesn't matter if they're, they're just wanting to run away from me or whatever. I want them to know the love of God. And, and that being my primary foundation, that plants seeds in people's lives. That waters seeds in people's lives and continues the process of them coming to know God. It says that they will know that we are Christians by our love for each other, right? Second um, Corinthians 5, 14 through 20. So This is a little extended uh, scripture. For Christ's love compels us. That has been my prayer. God, I want to be like Jesus when He said He had compassion on the crowds. I'm like, God, I need that. Like, I I want compassion for people. I want genuine, authentic compassion for people. And God, where I've, where I've put a cap on that, will you take that off and just let me be compassionate? Where I've limited it, take those limits away. I want to be compassionate. Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So we are not living for ourselves How many of us are trying to get rid of selfishness and focusing on ourselves? It's good, because it's not the way we're designed to be. (laughs) We're designed to be um, living for God, living for someone else. We're not living for ourselves. The purpose of us being here is not so we are satisfied. We are living for Christ. We're not living for ourselves. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we no longer do. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, who's in Christ? Who's in Christ? We are. What are we? We're new creations. We are a new creation. Hallelujah. We're saints, not sinners. We used to be sinners. But when we gave up, when we gave our lives to Jesus, we became saints. We became made new. The old has gone. The new is here. And all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus. And he gave us. What did he give us? The ministry of reconciliation. So God's plan is us bringing helping to bring reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself through Christ in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. It's not our job to count people's sins against them. It says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit brings conviction. It's not, it, Jesus covered the, 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 otherwise the sacrifice of Jesus is worthless. He's not counting people's sins against them. But he, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So he's saying, be reconciled to God. That's what, that's what the message of Jesus is and that's our message. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Through us. He's using us. I love this. This verse just, just preaches, man. Just read this. Just read this verse over and over. Right? Uh, he's making his appeal through us. We implore you on God's behalf, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. We are messengers and ambassadors of reconciliation. That's what it is. So, um, I, so we're going to just do a couple things before we close. The first thing is, I just want to pray for us. I just want to pray for an impartation of boldness, that the Holy Spirit will fill us up, that we'll have courage, that we'll have help where we need help. Where where we will hear His voice when we're with people, where His voice will be so clear to us that we'll know, oh, this is a this is an open opportunity. This is this is where you're leading us, that we can be leaders of ambassadors of reconciliation. All right, let's just, if you want that, just stand up. If you want it, just stand up. Father, we stand before you, yeah. realizing. Um, In our weakness, you are strong. And where we lack, God, you have more than enough. And so we ask for help. Holy Spirit, will you help us? We pray for courage. Lord, I pray for boldness in each one of us. In Jesus' name, Father, that we can be ones that are ambassadors, that... Bring people into reconciliation with you. Father, That thank you that your plan is using us to reconcile people to you, God. And you made a way through Jesus. You made the way through Jesus. That's your plan. So we just we say yes to your help. We say yes to the boldness of Christ. Uh, Lord, we say yes to where you lead us. We will follow. We say, like Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. And the, the Father is reconciling people to himself. We say yes to what you're doing, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right. Have a seat we're gonna do something else really quickly so we're gonna practice this right now all right what's that <clears throat> And so it let, what I want to practice is praying for each other if there's if there's people that have pain in their bodies so if you have pain in your body would you raise your hands? What's that? No, if there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. We um, yeah. So we'll we'll pray. So if you've Okay. So if so if you have pain in your body, will you stand up? Does anybody have a headache? Headaches. Anybody that's standing up or anybody else? Headaches. All right. If you have a headache, wait. Is somebody? Yeah. Okay. Okay, all right, like migraines and that kind of thing, or just, okay, all right, all right. All right, so we are the body of Christ, right? So, here's the thing. When you pray for someone that you don't know, um, you just ask them, you know, what's wrong with, what's wrong? What's the ailment? Just have them give you a quick explanation of it. And then, you know, you can introduce yourself. You can smile at them. That's a good idea. Like smiling at them, right? And remember that ultimately love is is what you want to impart to people. Because if you impart love, then they walk away knowing the love of God. Even if in that moment they don't get healed, lots of people actually get healed later than in the moment. And I've I've got great test crazy awesome testimonies about that. But all right, so okay, now the people that are standing up, will you raise your hands and then the rest of you Stand up and go find someone that has their hands raised. Go, go find someone. Once you have someone there to pray for you, you can put your hand down. So once someone's there that can pray for you, put your hand down. Alright? Alright. So, okay, hey, so I'm gonna, hey, listen up right here. I'm just gonna lead you quickly Step by step, I'm going to lead you quickly step by step through what, what we wanted you to do. So the first thing I want you to do is look at them and smile. Smile. And then ask them just briefly to tell what the ailment is, where the pain is. What What's the pain? Not the whole story causing it, but just what the pain is in the body. Okay, have you done that briefly? Alright, so here's the thing. We don't have to pray elaborate prayers. We don't even have to pray. In fact, right now, the people that have pain in their body, check your body. No one's prayed for you yet, but lots of times God heals even before we pray. So check, if you can check it, twist or lift or turn or do try, slowly try something, to, try to do something that you couldn't do before. Is there anyone that, is there anyone that got that, that fe- has felt a change, a decrease in pain, even if it's just a little bit, anyone, little bit of pain? Yes. Yes. Awesome. That's great. Is it totally gone? Mostly gone. wait. Mostly gone. Yeah. Look at, it. no prayer. You are great at not praying. That's awesome. Let's give glory to God. Let's give glory to God. That is awesome. Amen. Amen. Alright. So, now, I want you to, the people that have the injury, to say, on a scale of one to ten, how bad is the pain so 10 is excruciating pain right now and 1 is oh barely any pain at all so just tell them a number just tell them a number is there a, if you have pain right now tell them what number the pain is okay so what we're going to do now is pray very simple prayers all right we're just like i'm going to give you like 20 seconds and then i'm going to stop you cuz it doesn't take an elaborate prayer it doesn't. It doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't even take prayer because God wants to heal. He wants to come out of you. The Holy Spirit's in you. When you lay your hands on the sick, they will recover. All right. All right. So just pray um, a short, quick prayer and believe. All right. Go ahead. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah, we just speak healing to every body in this room that has pain. In the name of Jesus, dirty, dirty devil, you go away. And we speak healing and life. Creative miracles where they need to be creative. Father, pain reduction in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Alright, if you saw a decrease in pain, so try, try the thing out. Try whatever out again. If you saw a decrease in pain, raise your hands. Yes. 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 Amen. Amen. Okay. Any of you, is the pain completely gone? As of right now? Did they even pray for that? They didn't even pray for that. The numbness is gone, and he didn't even pray for that. Because <laughs> so, God knows, right? God knows. Incremental improvement. All right, so tell the person the, what number it is now. So if you, if it was an eight, and now it's a six, because it went down a little bit, tell the new number. And you know what? Jesus prayed, you know, Jesus prayed more than once. Did you know that? He did. He did. He prayed for a blind man, saw a little bit of improvement. The blind man started seeing things, like um, cloudiness and started seeing a little bit. And then Jesus prayed again. So we have permission to pray again. All right? So let's pray for complete healing. All right? In Jesus' name. doesn't have to be a long, elaborate prayer. We speak healing over these bodies. Thank you so much for reducing the pain already, God. Thank You for starting a healing. We believe that You're going to heal completely today in the name of Jesus. We speak healing over these bodies. We speak life to these bodies. Thank You, Father. We come with faith. We come with courage. We know that You're a healer. It's who You are in the name of Jesus in the name of jesus amen 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 all right so try it out again try it out again any more reduction in pain or pain completely gone any incremental improvements any if you so if you saw improvement since that last prayer raise your hands If you saw improvement since that last prayer, raise your hands. There's a hand over there. Yes. Is it gone? Is it completely gone or just improvement? Uh, All right. All right. Amen. All right. So, hey, yeah. (laughs) Wow.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. 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 You know what? And here's the thing. We're, th- yeah, pray again. Go for it. We, we are thankful for every, you guys don't have to pray again. We're thankful for every little bit. If we, just imagine, like, you came with pain and your pain decreased. That is not by chance. That is by the power of Jesus. That is by the power of Jesus. God, we are so thankful for what you're doing. And, and Father, I pray even as people go today, that there will be a, a continued improvement. As they sleep tonight, let them wake up tomorrow morning with healing, complete healing in their bodies. Lord, Lord, I pray that you will build our faith, Father, our faith to see your kingdom come through us. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Alright folks, so we did this so you can practice, so you can do it to people that you work with, people that you meet in the grocery store, people that you happen to go on safari with. <laughs> so in this culture that would be out in the, out in the field with the cows, right? Or the pigs, or the horses. Alright? Because God is there as much as He is here or anywhere. He's present and He's in you. So pray for the, pray for people. Don't preach the God. You don't have to preach the gospel before you pray for them. OK, you can <laughs> but just follow the Holy Spirit. You are uh, blessed and released to be the church and right now. You got to probably go eat some donuts. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's refreshments and coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never done
1: this. I've never done this before. But you know, from a year ago, all the pain I had with my son in Arkansas, yes. I have not felt any love for this child, which is really hard for a whole year for a mother. They have been here for a week; it has not been pleasant. <laughs> um, they are leaving today, but without asking for prayer, even realizing it, my heart is not only full for my son; it is full for my daughter-in-law, wow. and I didn't even pray.
2: Thank you, Jesus unspoken prayer request, God reached into her heart, caused healing. Oh. Yeah. We all need healing. I need healing. You need healing. Let's be healing agents in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed. God bless you all.